Welcome to Wolf Bites, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs and athletes where we'll be talking food. We'll discuss industry, what it's like to start a business, recipes, success, and more. Wolf Bites guests are inspiring, heartwarming, and could leave you hungry. If you follow Wolf Bites on Instagram at wolf underscore underscore bites or on the site wolfbites.com, and that's W-O-L-F-B-T-E-S.com. Give some feedback, and we'd love to hear from you. So I'm excited to kick off another show, and um, let's just get this started. Here is Nora Matthew, founder of founder and owner of Her Strength Studio in Troy, New York. Her Strength is a female-focused strength studio that welcomes and encourages all women from pregnancy to postpartum through menopause and beyond to exercise and move. Nora founded Her Strength in May 2018, and Nora, I hope that's right. Um, but Nora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. It is. I opened my doors in um, in May, so it's been yeah, that it's been about six months. Wow, that's like no time at all. You just showed me <laughs> yeah. what it looks like on Skype. It looks amazing. Yeah, I love it's, it. It's totally flown by, and it's been like, it's been like chaotic bliss. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> that's so great, and I love the concept too of your studio, the female focus training center. Could you tell us a little bit more about how and why you started Her Strength? I'm guessing it has to do something with Providence College, being a sprinter in your background, and maybe a little bit of Coach White, but... Oh, 100% Coach White. Coach White influences, <laughs> like, every decision I've made since then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've always been, like, really into fitness, um, and I've been an athlete since I can remember, um, and I got into training a little bit when I was in college, but sort of was, like, training general population, and you know, not really, um, focusing on anything in particular, but, um, when I, so I, I got married, um, and we moved to Scotland and, um, which is where my husband is from. And, uh, when we were in grad school, um, we found out we were expecting our first baby. And at the time we were going to CrossFit and, um, I felt like really unsure about, what I should and shouldn't be doing when I was pregnant and working out. And I was very strong and I was like, okay, should I, should I be deadlifting? Should I be squatting? Should I be, you know, doing pull-ups? Should, how should I be breathing? What should I, what warning signs and red flags should I be looking out for? So it was really just by nature of having a thousand and one questions about my own fitness routine that kind of steered me in the direction to focus on um, women and how kind of inherently different our routines kind of have to look than our male counterparts um, in a lot of stages of our life. So specifically, I started focusing on pre and postnatal. Um, and I started my company, which is called a strength training um, group training program um, for women of all stages of pregnancy. And it really turned into this huge community of women um, that really meant a lot more than fitness. It meant more like, you know, interactions and support 
um, and friendships. And uh, so I, it kind of led me down this path um, that eventually landed me in opening my own studio, which was never the original intention, but ended up being kind of the outcome. Yeah, that's, that's, you, you came up with a lot of points there of like, you know, I see women running in the park all the time and they're so pregnant, but I'm just like, sometimes I, <laughs> I don't think that's the right way to say it about whatever, but I don't know. There's, I feel like there's just so many things that maybe you should do or you shouldn't do. Like, how did you, did you take classes on what you should do? Did you just kind of like, okay, this feels right at the time. How did you try to figure it out? So I think, um, I think the risk of gambling, like when I was sort of just feeling my own body and, and quote unquote, listening to my body, I think that was like, that wasn't enough reassurance for me that I was doing the right thing. So um, I, yeah, I took a certification in like a pre, it was a prenatal, pre and postnatal fitness or exercise prescription course. Um, it was just like a, a continuing education class in Scotland. And that was um, right after I had my first, so it was like 2013. Um, and it really like scratched the surface minimally of what I really wanted to know about working out during pregnancy. And I, I realized it was sort of uncharted waters. Like, you know, if women were lifting during pregnancy, it was just because they wanted to keep going and they wanted to keep feeling strong. But I wanted to know what were the ins and outs of that and were there other considerations and um, the more that I kind of dove into the topics, the more I realized that, in fact, yes, it was way more complicated and way more detailed than um, I had even first considered. So um, there were some pioneers at the time of, um, you know, me doing my research, Jessie Mundell, who is Canadian. Um, she's an amazing fitness professional and an educator. She um, shaped a lot of the first... Um, sort of like concrete answers that I needed about lifting during pregnancy and staying strong. Um, and then I also um, studied a lot of what Jenny Burrell had to say. Um, she's in England. Um, she's actually, she's a she's a, a trainer. She's also a soft tissue therapist. Um, and she really had um, a big piece of the puzzle. And I studied with the uh uh, a Pilates certification, pre and Pilates, because that gave me a different perspective on it. And it was really just a, a huge mishmash um, of the courses that were out there. And then I was studying Diane Lee and Diane Lee, um, she is kind of a leading expert on diaphysis recti, which is the separation of the um, outermost abdominal muscles that happens to the vast majority of women during the end stages of pregnancy. Um, she's in Canada and she's written a lot of clinical research. So, um, I did a lot of studying of her stuff as well. So it was really just like, I kind of nerded out after really loving <laughs> what I originally found. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. So, so to me, I mean, I've never been pregnant before, but I feel like some of that stuff sounds <laughs> kind of scary of like your abs ripping apart or something like that. Yeah. Like, do you <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, what's kind of happened, and this is sort of true for a lot of things in our society, but we're very fear-based. And so yeah. a lot of women are so paralyzed to do 
anything during pregnancy that they just don't do. They just do anything, anything at all. And they just sit still and kind of, you know, focus on breathing, which is fine. But then you get to labor and labor. It can be extremely strenuous. It can be, um, it can be traumatic. It can be, you know, and it's absolutely life changing. So you just, you want to prepare your body and your mind for what's coming. And to me, it's, it needs to be less fear-based um, about like what could happen to like, okay, what do I want to get out of this pregnancy? How do I want to feel? Um, you know, how do I want to um, help my body during this time of huge changes? And then, you know, postpartum, it's so challenging too, because you have this brand new body and it literally is a new body. I think any woman who has ever had, um, you know, a pregnancy or had a baby will acknowledge that your body postpartum is completely changed. And so it's just how you cope with those changes, um, and how you rebuild in, you know, the most optimal way, uh, you know, trying not to injure yourself basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So, I mean, there's just a huge difference between both like pre and post pregnancy. So at her strength, do you have different classes that you can take if you're pregnant or if you're postpartum or do you have classes that everyone can take together? So, um, my, uh, our general like women's, um, fitness classes, uh, and they're, are all strength training. They're mostly kettlebell based. Um, we do like hard style Russian kettlebells. Uh, those are, um, you know, not, they're not tailored to pre and postnatal. Those are kind of, um, all encompassing, um, our prenatal specific class is called Pregnafit. So the name of my company that I, you know, started, um, 2014. Um, so those classes are held four days a week. Um, and then we have, uh, postpartum. We require that when you return to exercise postpartum that you attend, uh, a class called the early postpartum class. It's like really straightforward. So basically if, if a woman, most women will get clearance, so to speak, air quotes, clearance from their doctor <laughs> at around yeah. six, six to eight weeks postpartum, um, depending on how their birth went. And so they will get that clearance and then it's sort of like, okay, yep, go back to exercise. So um, most women are like, okay, well, what do I do? Should I yeah. you know, go back to running five miles a day? Go out, do I go back to my, you know, my hit class? Do I go back to yoga? You know, but doctors that's not part of their that's not part of their training um it's not part of midwives training it's just not really part of their scope so they don't really have that information so when returning to um exercise we there was like this huge gap so we're like okay let's fill in this gap for women and make them feel confident and ready to take on whatever they want to do postpartum so you know if they want to get back to running if they want to get back to lifting if they want to get back to yoga whatever they want to do um, you know, that early postpartum class is, it's a four week class and it basically allows them to, um, strategize with their body and their breathing and, um, you know, look out for any red flags, anything that they might need, um, a referral out for, um, and, uh, you know, safely and confidently get to know their new body. Yeah. So that's, um, those are our postpartum classes and then they can, if they're comfortable, they can reintegrate back into um, the Her Strength group training program. And quite often, you know, even if they're 12, 16, 
20 weeks postpartum, they still need, uh, you know, to like slowly build back up. So we always want to err on the side of caution and, um, you know, being smart and efficient with the recovery. Yeah. I feel like if I was pregnant and then um, I had the baby, I feel like I would just kind of be like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Do you think that right. her strength is, well, to me, I, I don't see any studios like this around in New York. I mean, I know that people specialize in it. What do you think that her strength is doing for women during pregnancy and like postpartum? Um, I mean, I think really the, the, the best part of um, the pre and postnatal programs that we have is just like the reassurance that you're doing something that is safe and effective for your body when it's undergoing so many changes. Um, we have this like awesome community. I mean, so for example, I had a group of women who were all pregnant at the same time. Um, they all came to PregnaFit re really regularly. They probably all came two, three times a week um, and throughout their whole pregnancies and they became close friends. And then they all kind of had their babies within about a month and a half of each other. And now they all like hang out. So they're able to, um, you know, relate to each other. And that's really what her strength has become to some people. It's just, it's that source of community and support because not everyone has friends who have had children and not, not everyone has people who can empathize or family close by or, you know, the support that they're looking for. And, you know, husbands and partners, they can be helpful, but you don't have that element of empathy and, you know, even just that outlet to um, complain to sometimes when you need <laughs> to vent, right? So yeah. that really was this, the purpose of the pre and postnatal programs that we have, um, you know, is to keep women strong and confident, but it goes so far beyond that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. So you keep talking a lot about, well, I mean, her strength is all for women, but yeah. are, do you allow any men into the studio? Can any man come and say, can your husband come in and be like, you know what, Nora, I really want to take this class today? Or is it strict? <laughs> <laughs> Has he? Or is it strictly all women? So um, I, I think it's I think it's probably illegal for it to be all women. Um, like, oh. I don't think we can discriminate on based on gender. But um, so the way that I kind of explain that is we actually do have, we have a couple of um, men who come in to do private training who just love the trainers um, that we have on staff and have been working with them for a long period of time. Um, and they, it doesn't bother them at all that they're going to a studio called Her Strength and they get their workouts in. And um, the classes, because it's, because they're tailored for the female body. Um, and it's, you know, I think the, the way that I find it easiest to explain is like, could a man go into an OBGYN office? Like, I mean, yeah, but would he get out of it what he's looking for and would he really want to be there? Like, probably not, you know? So it's really funny. I, I always joke that whenever I have like husbands come in or boyfriends or whatever uh and they, they come in the door and they're like there to buy a gift certificate they look so nervous and like <laughs> and they're like oh my god like oh there's like a you know it's like it's like a women's place 
It's like, uh, yeah, man, it's okay for you to be here. <laughs> my stuff my, off the premises. Right, exactly. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to go now. Um, but yeah, no, my uh, my husband and my three little boys uh, are frequent um, visitors to the studio, and my husband does come in and he works out sometimes. Uh, you know, like after classes and stuff. So yeah. Um, so yeah, they're 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 definitely available. They're 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 welcome. They're more than welcome. Um, you know, especially with private training and that kind of stuff. But we just don't get that many. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of your kids, so you have three kids. Yep. What what is your day like? Like, I feel like you're just such a badass mom. Like, you have a studio. You're working all the time, and your husband works. Like, but you have three kids. Like, how do you do this? Um. It takes a village, I think. So <laughs> my oldest, my oldest is six and he's in school all day. So he's in first grade. Um, and then my middle guy is, he's in preschool two mornings a week. So, um, so for example, today, today's Tuesday. So my Tuesdays and Thursdays are really similar. I get up at 4.15 um, and I get up and I usually um, express because I'm still breastfeeding my littlest. Um <laughs> And then um, I eat breakfast, make my coffee, and go to my 5.15 a.m. class, which was full this morning. So we had a full class this morning. Um, and then I had some private clients, some one-on-one sessions after that, uh, pretty much all morning. And then I left at 10.45 to go pick up my middle guy from preschool and brought him home to my house where my mom was with my littlest. Um um, and uh, then I basically shoved some lunch down and went back to the studio for another client. Um, and um, then I'll go pick up my oldest uh, at school at three. And then permitting there's no snowstorm, um, I will head back to the studio tonight from five until uh, about 8.30 p.m. So um, it's a long yeah. day, but like my husband, so my husband has, um, the boys at night and he's so amazing. I, I literally do not, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for my husband and my, um, extended family. Cause they're just super, super supportive. There's no way I'd be able to do it without them. Like if we lived away from family, we just wouldn't yeah. be able to do what we, we're doing. So it's, it's because of them. It really has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm just doing what I want, <laughs> but they're like, they're, they're the ones who are the real heroes of the situation the heroes behind the scene yeah yeah no I totally understand it just seems like it seems crazy like how do you how do you stay so fit and like healthy even though you have this crazy schedule um I think it's a lot of it's a lot of like figuring out what is like what's gonna work and what's not gonna work um so for example I know that I won't do my own workouts unless I schedule them in. So if I'm looking at my schedule the night before, I'm going to say, okay, so I've got a gap in my schedule from 7.45 to 8.15. So I'm going to get a 30-minute workout in that at that time. So I have to, like, say it to myself in order for it to happen. Um, yeah. And then, like, eating-wise, I just have to make sure that, the grocery shopping is done. So we typically all go grocery shopping on a Sunday. Um, and we get tons and tons of food and, and I just have to have good go-tos. I like, I recently became vegan. So, um, 
yep so that's been that's been an adventure um (laughs) and so so trying to like kind of navigate that and figuring out you know am I getting all the right nutrients and how do I feel and it's hard because you know if I'm fatigued it's hard to tell whether it's because I'm not getting what I need or if it's because you know my my little boy was up three times the night before (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah it's just it's planning and preparation you know it's, it's scheduling time for for myself because if I if I don't schedule that time then it's it's me that suffers for it for sure yeah yeah so you said you just became vegan do you recommend certain diets or certain lifestyle diets for people um so that's interesting because this is kind of a whole another facet of the business um I am not a nutritionist I'm not an RD um, I have, you know, very little training in nutrition. I don't do macro coaching. Like I don't do any of that stuff because that's not really, that's not really what I do. Like my side is the fitness. So, um, I did kind of realize when I opened the studio that I needed to fill that gap for people because although in my head, I'm like, Oh, just eat healthy. Well, what does that yeah. even mean? People don't, people don't really yeah. know grasp that right so what is that and some if you you know if you didn't grow up with uh you know your parents cooking or if you ate if you eat out a lot it's it's hard to really navigate you know what is healthy what isn't you know should I be eating low fat should I be low carb should I be counting my calories am I you know counting my macros whatever all this all these fads and um so in response to what my clients were asking me I, um, I asked a friend who she is a, um, certified health coach and a holistic nutritional therapist. And she, um, she's been amazing. She's been working with my clients. Um, and she does kind of her, so she has her own business, but I refer to her a lot. Um, and she's able to kind of help them navigate through, um, you know, all the trends and avoiding all the trends because that's really, there's no quick fix, right? So it's all about ensuring that you're eating enough, which is so, so important and probably the most difficult thing when it comes to the majority of my clients are working moms, um, and busy moms and, um, busy women and all these people just, they just seem to think that, you know, you can eat 1200 calories a day and exist. And it's like, you, you can't, you literally can't, things are going to start (laughs) to suffer like your recovery time and, you know, your cognitive function and all the other functions in your body, you're not going to be, your digestion is going to be off. And all of these things, you know, contribute to, um, they're, they're all, they're all contributed to by your diet. So if you eat whole nutritious foods, meaning things that are in season, things that are fresh off the shelf, um, ideally I recommend organic. Um, I don't, I don't, think that everyone should be vegan or vegetarian. Um, that's not really something that I promote. Um, but I do think that it's important to, um, eat in moderation and ensure that you're getting tons and tons of plants. So like one tip that, um, the holistic health coach said to me was include greens at every meal. And that really stuck with me. Cause I was like, how am I going to do that? Like, how, how am I going to have greens at breakfast? Well, you can, yeah, it's just, you have to consciously do it. You have to make plans for, okay, I'm going to get this big thing of spinach and I'm going to throw that in, you know, my, my, my breakfast or my smoothie or, 
Um, I'm going to put it in my greens and avocado and hummus for my lunch. And I'm going to put it on, you know, I'm going to have some broccoli uh, for dinner, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of things. It's just, it's it's making sure that you're eating enough, I think is really the main thing for for most people because most people are just, just really under eating a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Why did you go plant? Yeah. Plant-based. Um, so I've been really sensitive to dairy, um, since actually since college, I noticed in college, I was like, I'm not, I don't feel good after I have milk or yogurt. Um, and so that maybe it was the cafeteria. Uh, yeah. Considering I ate there like all the time. But it was like everything that it was all the cheese and the the yogurt and all this stuff that I was eating that I never even really gave a second thought to that just was not making me feel good. And so, um, I, and I also noticed that when, when breastfeeding my kids, all of them were very gassy if I ate dairy when I was nursing them. So, um, so I have been dairy free for, uh, like a year and a half. Um, I spent like, since I had Henry, my littlest and, um, this summer, I was just finding that by the end of the day, I was super bloated and just felt terrible. And this was without any dairy. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I spoke to Barb and she said, you know, why don't you have a look at how many animal products you're eating? And I love meat. I love steak. I love chicken. I love fish. I love all these things. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. And I'm so sick of feeling so terrible. I'm just going to go for it. So I just caught out all animal products. I really, I really kind of went extreme. I probably shouldn't have done it like that, but I did. I went extreme and it was, it was eye opening in the sense of like, I, I never would have thought I could be eating vegan, but there's so many resources now. And with like Pinterest and YouTube and social media, it's so easy to find recipes that are really good and nutritious. And like, Oh, I can, I can actually eat plant-based and, you know, not you know, want to like gouge my eyes out with how bland my eyes. <laughs> so it's like it's a lot yeah. easier than I thought it was going to be. And I just feel, I just yeah. feel better. My body just feels better. I have no problems with energy. I have no problems with calorie intake. I, I feel very, I feel very healthy. That's so really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to change gears a little bit. I know we only really only have a few minutes left, but. Um, what do you think has been the biggest challenge about opening up her strength and maybe it's like being, sorry, a woman in the industry, um, does that have any effect? Um, so I think when I think back about my career and, um, all the places that I've worked, uh, they've always been ruled by ego, like a lot Mm -hmm. of ego. And I think that's not, that's not just in the fitness industry. I think that's in a lot of industries. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me was almost like reassuring myself that I didn't need to be this crazy, big personality, um, obnoxious, overconfident person in order to open my own business. I, I needed what I really needed around me were people who 
believed in me and what I was doing. And I had, um, I've had, I've been very, very lucky to have several, um, fellow female business owners, um, in my area. And I remember talking to one of them, um, uh, her name was Katie and she owns this wildly successful wedding planning business. Um, and yeah. we sat in my, um, in our session one day and her, her, I was training her and she was like, you know, you can do this. I know you can do this. And I was like, hmm. oh my God, you're right. So just, it was like, it was having the confidence and knowing that I, I didn't need to be, I didn't need to be super into myself um, and big headed in order to feel like I had something that was special and different and that was, was going to be successful. It was hard for me to take a leap. I think I've always been really, um, I think I've always been really complacent with like me mediocrity. Like, I don't feel like I ever tried in high school. I never really tried in college. I mean, I ran track with you and I didn't really ever feel like I put in a whole lot of effort and I probably could have been a lot more successful at things had I thought that, you know, that there was maybe a chance that I could be more successful. So I really think that this climate, this cultural climate that we're amidst right now um, has, it, it definitely lends itself to um, me feeling like, you know what, I don't need to apologize for what I'm doing or why the way I'm doing it. It's working and I'm, I'm excited about it and I'm, I'm ready to, you know, be a leader and, and be uh, a resource for the women in my area. You know, even if I never leave, you know, the, the capital district, even if I never leave Albany, it doesn't, you know, I, that doesn't mean I'm any less effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so good to have support around you, especially when you're starting your own business or something. I mean, you're already really successful so far, but it's always nice to sometimes have that reassurance of like, okay, you know what, you can do this. Just go ahead and be a badass mom like Nora Matthew. <laughs> so it's so good. Thank you. It's been, it's been so, and I just, it's crazy that it's only been six months, but it feels like it feels like I've been doing this for a thousand years. So I'm, I'm so excited to see what the future is going to bring. Yeah, for sure. I have one question. So do you, you said you cook, right? Yeah. So if you could cook any meal for any person past or present, what would it be? And who would it be with? That is a really good question I think and this is going to sound really silly but um so okay. Anne, Anne Hathaway the actress yeah she has been in like three or four movies where she's been this like incredible female lead and it sounds so corny but I love those movies and I love the way that they make me feel um and yeah. So if I could Princess Diaries, right? That's where it all starts. Yes, I love that movie. And the Devil Wears Prada and the Intern. I'm like obsessed with her. So (laughs) if I could sit down (laughs) and we would have some like some some black bean and avocado tacos. That's that's who it would be. Sounds really stupid, but that's really no. (laughs) That sounds good. I want to go. I want to meet Hathaway. 
right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could work out with anyone and like build their workout plan, who would it be? Oh gosh. Um, and again, oh, I don't know. She'd be really tough. I feel like actresses are tough because you can't make them look like yeah. super jacked. Um, <laughs> maybe. Probably some of like the female rugby players that I used to play with in Scotland. Um, oh yeah. There's, like there's like these like um, these rugby players are so amazing, and they're the, in Scotland. They're like starting to go professional, so like they're getting paid for their work. So I'd love to go back and work out with work out with them and like build, help them build their strength because they're like amazing. These athletes are so awesome, and they don't give a hoot what anyone thinks, and it's so cool. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, Nora, you're super busy. So um, I'll let you go. But thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great to have you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you. And I can't wait to talk to you again. 